Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, one of our interns, Justin Best, finishes up our series, Identity of Jesus. We look at eight different verses in John about Jesus' identity as I am and the way he talks about himself in metaphors. Justin talks about how without Jesus, we are lost because he is the way, the truth, and the life, and he came to guide the lost back to himself. We hope you enjoy this message. All right, my name's Justin. I'm the high school intern. You guys have seen me a lot more than first service saw me because I'm always up here second service. But for those of you who don't know me, I got some pictures of me so you can get to know me. Oh, Everybody say oh. Yeah, for real. I used to be cute. I used to be super cute. Is that funny, JJ? The next one. It's fake. What do you mean it's fake? That's the, the same place a few years later. As you can see, I'm trending to, towards the ugly that I am now, but still kind of cute. I haven't changed. So, like, am I cute now or was I ugly then? You tell me. The next one is my favorite picture ever. It's me and my youngest sister. I just threw that in there because I like the picture. The next one is my whole family. Uh, some of you might know my little brother in the middle, Brayden. I know some of y'all know him. You guys used to come, yeah, Hudson used to come over and hang out at the house. So that's my whole family. The next one is me back when I used to be an athlete. Played a lot of sports. Went to Southside right up the street. You go Southside? Go Sabres. The next one, me playing sports again. I have a little, I broke my hand my senior year playing football, so I played the whole season with this, like, massive club. They had to, like, wrap it up with foam and stuff over the cast. So that was fun. <laughs> so that's kind of who I was uh, growing up was I played a lot of sports. I played football, basketball, baseball, and ran track at Southside. So I kind of knew myself as the guy who plays sports or I'm always at practice. My friends knew, like, hey, just don't see if Justin wants to do anything after school because he's probably at practice. So they only got me on the weekends. I identified myself as like an athlete. I wanted other people to be able to look at me and be like, there's Justin, he's good at sports. Like let's pick him up on our football team or let's go play basketball. We should call Justin because he's good at sports. That's who I really wanted to be. That's kind of what I was trying to be as a person. And that carried over into college. So is anybody a Clemson fan? Woo. Yeah, go Tigers. I hear more woos than I do boos. Go Tigers. No thumbs up for Tigers, not thumbs down. So I went to Clemson. When I got there my freshman year, I was still trying to, like, establish myself as, like, the athlete. Like, obviously, I wasn't playing for Clemson because I'm short. And so, but I still wanted to be known and identified as, like, hey, let's call Justin before we go play because we want him to come play sports with us. That's what I did all the time, every time. So the first week I was on campus, moved into my dorm. I had gone and played basketball at the gym the day before. And this was like before classes had even started. So like three days of being on campus. Second day in a row I went to the gym. I had my phone that had a little Clemson app that had a map and it shows like your location and all the names of the buildings and stuff. And so I had to use that to get from my dorm to the gym, 
even though Clemson's campus is like this big, I still didn't know my way around. But after I got done playing basketball the second time, I was like, nah, I got this. I don't need the map. I can get back to my dorm by myself with no help. And so I went the way I knew where I was supposed to go. And I got to this building and I was like, definitely need to go to the right of this building. And I kept going and I came to another spot and I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen that building before, but I definitely need to go this way. Still confident I knew where I was going. So from the gym to my dorm, it's like 10, 15 minute walk, like that's like a casual stroll. So like 35 minutes later of me trying to get there, literally 35 minutes, I was like down around the corner, way back somewhere else, probably not even on campus anymore. I was so lost trying to figure out where I was going. So I eventually had to pull my phone back out and I found out that the gym's here, my dorm's here, I was like over here, like not even close. I had no idea where I was going. So like, has anybody else in here ever had a time where they were like super lost like that? She's got one, Blake's got one. Yeah, we've all been lost, like we not knowing where we're going. We all come to places we think we can find where we're going, but we're lost. How can we know which way is the right way? So just like I had my phone and my map on my phone to get me from the gym to my dorm, we have the map with the Bible, and we have Jesus to lead us as an example of where to go, of what to do, how to make this decision, how do we know what's right and what's wrong here, what's the right way to go. We have that all here. We have God's word, and we have Jesus. So the last few weeks, we've been doing the series on the identities of Jesus through the perspectives of each gospel. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew is Jesus as king. I think Chaz started us off, so we heard from Chaz. Mark, we have Jesus as servant, which was Joshua. And then Luke, Jesus as savior. And Hannah did that last week. And this week, I get to do John, which is Jesus as I am. So I am's not like the most clear thing. Like everybody knows what a king is. Everybody knows what a servant is. You can look at like kings in this world and say, I know what a king is because he is in charge and he's the ruler and he makes the decisions and everybody follows him. You can do look at servants and be like, hey, they're really good at it. They help people. And so you can look at those as an example. I am is a little less clear. Like, you guys might not even have an idea of what it's going to be like. Like, I am. It's confusing. But John walks through it the whole time. That's the whole point of his gospel, is I am. Throughout the gospel, he has seven statements, seven I am statements. Jesus says, I am, followed by something, a metaphor or something of saying, this is who I am. This is why I'm here. This is what I'm doing. And on top of that, he has a bunch of, almost every time Jesus talks, he says, I am the one who sent, or my father sent me, or this is my father's house. I will make room with my father. He is in me, and I am in him. So there aren't all I am statements, but throughout the entire book, every chapter, he is saying that he is from the father, from God. So he's talking about his divinity throughout the whole book of John. But we're going to go through the seven big I am statements. I'm going to like speed through the seven, 
And then we'll come back and look at one more. So we don't have time to go deep into all of them. The first one is John 6.35. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. That makes sense, right? He's bread. We're supposed to, like, eat Jesus? No, it's super confusing. It's not supposed to make perfect sense. It's a metaphor. It's supposed to make you think. So right before Jesus says this, he had just fed the 5,000. Who's all heard that story? Jesus fed the 5,000. Everybody. Jesus fed 5,000 people. So they're all coming back to Jesus like, dude, that meal was so good. You're the best chef in town. Like, we want more bread. Like, give us more of that bread. How, where do we go to get that? How do we find that? And Jesus is like, dude, that's bread of this world. You're looking for worldly bread. You're looking for worldly things. When I'm the bread of life, I'm all you need to sustain life. And you're just trying to sustain your physical bodies. What you need is me <clears throat> to sustain your spiritual life. So the next one is John 8, 12. And again in chapter 9, verse 5, he says, I am the light of this world. So this one, Jesus had just seen a blind man. Some people asked some questions about the blind man. And then Jesus spit on the ground, which is super gross. And, like, not only is it gross, he spit on the ground, and then he, like, played with it to make mud. Like, literally, like, spit mud. And then he told the blind man, he said, hey, come here, take my spit mud, rub it in your eyes, and then go wash it out in this pool. Altogether, that's super gross. But... After that, he says, I am the light of the world. So when he washed it out, the blind man could see again. So literally, he lived his whole life in darkness. And then through Jesus, he could see he had light. So Jesus is saying, I am the light of this world. I am the, what you need to see. The next one kind of pairs, the next two go together. They're both in John 10. First one's verse 7 and then verse 11. Jesus says, I am the gate for the sheep. And then after that, he says, I am the good shepherd. This is all in the same metaphor. He says, think about like a big, a big pin field surrounded by a fence. And that's where, the sheep, where they kept the sheep. The only way to get into that fence is by the one gate. So what Jesus is saying is he's the one gate. Imagine a sheep. Sheep are kind of dumb. They're not super athletic. They can't, like, try to get over the fence. Can you imagine a sheep, like, full sprint, just, like, bounding over a fence? That, that, it doesn't work. So Jesus is saying the only way into this field is through me. Jesus is the gate. And then he further says, I am the good shepherd. So all sheep, and this was common back then, people were shepherds. That was just, that was their job. So it made sense in the time for him to say this. But he's saying we're the sheep. He's the shepherd. He's the one leading us. Again, sheep aren't very smart. They need con control. They need somebody to tell them where to go. They need leadership. And that's what Jesus is saying he is in this. Next one is chapter 11, verse 25. says, I'm the resurrection and the life. This one, he is, his friend Lazarus had just died. And... He had been dead for four days, and Jesus showed up, and Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha, were like, where were you? You could have helped us. And Mary was like, 
understanding, she says, I know he will be resurrected again in the last days. He knows, she understands that she'll see him again in heaven. And Jesus' response to that was, I am the resurrection and the life. And then he walked to the tomb and like rolled away the big stone. And he was like, hey, Lazarus, bro, come hang out. You're good. Get up. He'd been dead for four days. And he gets up and walks out of the tomb. So that one is more clear than the other metaphors. Jesus is life. He's the resurrection. He's the only way to have that life. And the next one is chapter 16, verse 4. Chapter 14, verse 6. I read that completely backwards. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. This one's less of a metaphor. This one's Jesus saying, hey, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. So we're going to come back to that one. Talk about that one more. There's one more. Chapter 15, verse 1. Jesus says, I am the true vine. So picture like a plant. Cute little flowers. The flowers get their nutrients and they get their life from the stem, which is the vine, which is Jesus. So he's saying he is the source of life. Without him, we are withering flowers on the ground or dead branches of the tree that have fallen. So those are the seven big I am statements that go through the whole book of John uh, to show people like the way that they're supposed to live, that they're supposed to follow Jesus, and he's the only one and the only way to follow. So we're going to look back at 14, 6 through 7. We're going to read it. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So right before this, Jesus was talking about, and this is a theme leading up to this, he's, he keeps saying, I'm going to go somewhere. And they're like, Jesus, where are you going? He's like, I'm going somewhere that you can't go yet. I'm going to prepare a place. And they're not getting what he's saying, that he's foreshadowing his death on the cross, and he's going to heaven to prepare a place for all of us. He's going to be the ultimate sacrifice. What they're saying is like, dude, take us with you. If what you're saying, where you're going is going to be so awesome, like why can't we just like hop on our donkeys and ride with you? Like if you're going to go, why can't we go? They're not understanding what he's saying. So they're asking that, and his response is this right here. They're like, how do we get there? Like what's the directions? Where do we go? And his response is, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So this one, he very clearly says how to do it. It's not like, I am a loaf of bread. Come and take a bite out of me and you will live forever. That, like if y'all heard that, like that, I'd be like, this dude's crazy. Who is this guy? What is he talking about? Or like, I am a light bulb. The only light you'll ever need. Like, it makes sense when you dig into it and think about it, but, like, hearing that at first, it's like, bro, you're crazy. What are you talking about? This one, he very clearly says, no one comes to the Father except through me. And he's explained to them, like, hey, we can, we can have heaven. We can have God. I'm the one that he has sent to make that way for you. I'm coming here foreshadowing his death on the cross, which they don't know about yet, but he knows is coming. He's saying, through me, 
believing in me, having faith in me, is how we get to the place that I'm going. So just like when I was lost and walking around Clemson, trying to figure out where I was going, all I needed was my map. I needed my phone to tell me where I'm at, where I need to go, what way to take. That's what Jesus is doing here in chapter 14. He's literally saying, I'm the map, follow me, follow what my father is saying in the Bible. That's how you get there. So what's the point of all this? Like, why is John writing all these metaphors and making no sense most of the time and making you, like, think and wrestle with what he's talking about? Why am I up here yelling at you about what's John, what John's yelling at you about? It says in chapter 20, his main point is coming on the screen next. Verse 31, he says, But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So John's telling all these stories that don't make sense. Jesus is saying, I am bread. I am a tree. I am all this. What do you, the point of that is so you can believe, so you can fully understand, like, hey, Jesus is the one, the only true way. Like, there's no other way. It's not like he's like, hey, there's a lot of options, but I'm the best option. Or, like, yeah, you can go other places, but, like, try going through me. He's saying, hey, everything else doesn't work. I'm the only way. There's only one way. There's only one true way. So if we look back through all of the seven statements, with the point of view of what John was saying in chapter 20. Jesus says, I am the true vine. So if we're believing in Jesus and we have faith in Jesus and we're fully understanding that, take these statements and take the reverse if we didn't have Jesus. So I am the true vine. So if we didn't have Jesus, if we didn't have the true vine, then we are the dead branches on the ground. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If we didn't have him, he's the way. Without him, we are lost. He's the truth. Without him, everything else is false. He's the life. Without him, we are dead into our sins. The next one is the resurrection and the life. It's the same thing. Without him, we cannot be made new. We cannot be new bodies, new beings. Without him, we are dead to our sins. Then he's the good shepherd. Without him, we have nobody leading us. We have nobody saying, hey, here's the right way to do things. Here's the wrong way to do things. We have nobody leading us. We're doing everything on our own, and we are sinful beings. That's not going to work out in the end. And he says, I am the gate. Without him, we're walking around this fence, dumb little sheep trying to hop over this fence, which is never going to work because we don't have the gate. We'll never get into the field. He says, I am the light. I used to be terrified of the dark. Like, I wouldn't want to imagine a world where there's no light. Like, literally darkness all the time. Not being able to see, having no light, just stumbling around, trying to find your way. Jesus is the light that directs us. And he's the bread of life. With him, he sustains us. Without him, we're dying of hunger. We need him for life. Food is essential for life. That's the metaphor Jesus is going with here. So 
Without Jesus, we are lost. He's the one true right way to living. That's the point. Without Jesus, we are lost. He guides us. He directs us. He tells us where to go. Everything we do is through Jesus. So the last few weeks, we've been hearing all these four identities of Jesus. And I want you guys to walk away from this series with, hey, here are four perfect identities of Jesus. What I don't want you to hear is, hey, these are Jesus' four identities. Jesus is those four in perfect form of all those four and so much more. Jesus is that and everything else. These are just the four that we chose to talk about. He's that and so much more. So I'm going to pray, and we have a couple of discussion questions after I pray. Um, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for these kids coming here, and they have the opportunity to learn about you, sing about you, worship you, praise you, get to know each other, get good community and relationships. Please let them hear your words today through me. Not my words, because my words are dumb, and your words are perfect. Let them hear you. Please let them have good discussions on these questions next. In your name I pray. Amen.